Welcome to Healthcare Mixtape, where we're curating the ultimate playlist of healthcare content that you may have missed the first time. Here we share bonus episodes and greatest hits from some of our favorite shows, as well as exclusive interviews with industry insiders, all focused on healthcare changemakers and the disruption of the now. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. I'm Jared Johnson, your playlist curator, and it's time to mix it up. All right, the next in our Greatest Hits playlist is an episode of the B-Time podcast with Beth Bierbauer. Beth is a sought-after thought leader on consumerism who's served for more than 30 years for many of the top payers in the country. Beth and I discussed consumer transformation, what it means, why it matters, and which companies are embracing this concept as a means to transform their businesses. I encourage you to subscribe to the B-Time podcast, and I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Check it out. Let the mix begin. Jared, welcome to B-Time. Thanks so much, Beth. I'm really excited to dive in. Well, thank you. We are really thrilled to have you here. Now, Jared, our listeners are really familiar with the term digital transformation, but perhaps less so with the term consumer transformation. Will you share with us what does consumer transformation mean? And is it the same as consumer focused or consumer centric? Oh, great question. Okay, so this is a good starting point. For me, I've been I've been trying to work on a definition myself because I feel like it has continually been updating in my mind. And I've asked around a little bit recently, so I'm glad you asked this. Here's my working definition, and we, we can go off of this and see where it takes us. But I feel like when I'm talking about consumer transformation, I'm describing the long-term realignment of business systems, culture, and financial incentives around consumers' expressed and unexpressed needs related to healthcare in that, you know, in this sense, that means the things that consumers may not have shared when I say expressed and unexpressed, there are needs and desires that consumers have well before they become a patient. And so designing an experience around that does take a full level of transformation. And that's when I'm referring to this long-term alignment of the pieces that need to happen before we ever worry about marketing anything or before we ever worry about what digital tools need to be in place to execute that. It's the vision of what's happening in my mind prior to. So consumer transformation is just a, it's a big piece of that. You asked whether that's the same as consumer centric or consumer focused. I feel like they're pretty close. I feel like consumer centric or consumer focused, they're, they're positive steps towards consumer transformation. I feel like they are ways that we describe our mindset or the tools that we're using to undergo consumer transformation. So they might be some of those steps that happen in between. There are a lot of organizations out there that we've heard them referred to as, as disruptors or innovators in the space. And there's a lot of folks out there who've, who I feel like have made observations over the last few years, have been studying the disruptors themselves. And it's really an, anyone that we'd expect, all the ones we talk about all the time, it feels like any presentation out there has like that first slide of, here's what's happening to healthcare and here are all the disruptors. And instead of everyone from the consumer brands from the Amazons and Walmarts and CVSs to digital health brands, to national pay providers, to the Uniteds and Optums and Geisinger, you know, like regional pay providers. And then we're now we're even talking about billionaires like Mark Cuban entering the prescription drug space. You know, he's created his cost plus drug company. And we want to study their disruptive DNA. We want to understand their mindset and what, what tools they're using to approach healthcare differently. So all that's kind of packaged up together in that consumer transformation journey in my mind. That's helpful. And I think the one thing that I heard that's a little bit different 
is then just being consumer centric or consumer focused is really trying to anticipate needs and also thinking about unmet needs. And when I say unmet, it's not just that, oh, I know I have this issue and I, and I would like somebody to help me close the gap, if you will. But maybe I should say unstated needs, right? Because that's something that Apple was really very good at, really anticipating that, you know what? The average consumer really would like to have a camera on their phone and they really want to co-create and create their own content. So I think this anticipation and also thinking about unstated needs is really, really critical. Apple's the first example that came to my mind as well. Hospitality and travel do that really well also. They are so experience focused. They are going to anticipate what you didn't realize would be useful, maybe based on a little bit of feedback from, from a handful of people who said, oh, this that one thing, that would have been cool if you had done that for me. The hospitality industry is great at, at then scaling that and saying, let's make that the standard for the experience for everybody and people not realizing, oh yeah, that, that really was nice. So it is definitely a, a new aspect of approaching uh, the consumer side of healthcare that quite frankly, we're still kind of uh, uh, getting experience in and learning how to do better as an industry. Well, anybody who's ever lost a piece of luggage now appreciates that in the app, it tells you when your luggage has been boarded, if you happen to be checking a bag. And while that may not be 100% foolproof, it certainly gives you a little bit more confidence that when you arrive, your baggage will be on the same plane with you. Now, let's go to um, my next question, which is digital transformation synonymous with consumer transformation? In my mind, digital transformation is an important part of the overall consumer transformation. It's integral but I don't think it's exactly the same. If you just did digital transformation, I'm not sure that you would truly have consumer transformation. That's a really good distinction. I, I agree. There are a couple of things that come to mind, a couple of directions I could go with this. And, and the first one has just has to do with that. I feel like digital transformation, you're right, has been necessary. And I use has been because we're far from done. <laughs> we're far from, from checking the box and saying, we, we've done that as an industry. But I definitely feel like it, we are making, we've made a lot of progress. You look back at 10 to 12 years ago and you make, you look at everything that's happened in terms of the digital aspects of healthcare. And you can say, we've made a lot of progress. And to me, it's likened to, to the plumbing in a building, the digital transformation that we've needed to do. And that's everything from, I, I make distinctions between digitizing an existing business process, like check-in at a hospital. It's the classic example of, the part of the experience that nobody wants to do. You want to get handed a clipboard with a whole bunch of paperwork to fill out right when you get to the office. And you're already a little tense or a little just anxious about what the doctor's going to say. And then you have to fill out all this information that most likely you've already provided in the past in some way. And now if we say that digital transformation and, and part of the experience in this case would be now I'm filling that out on an iPad. Well, that's great. You know, we've digitized an existing process. You can't help but ask though, like, is there, if it still takes just as long, I've heard this quote from, from others in the industry and I, and I love it. It's just a great example. Like if it takes just as long and you just happen to be doing it on an iPad and you're still filling out 10 to 12 pages, is it really that much better? There's a lot of different aspects. I, you know, when I focus on the consumer facing aspects of digital transformation, it's things like that. It's these touch points that a consumer is coming in and they become a patient. What are they remembering as part of the experience? 
And we needed digital transformation to happen. We needed the plumbing to happen. We needed new pipes. We needed new, new ways of doing things to accommodate what's going to be happening next. And so to me, it's like, we, we don't wanna just say, hey, we finally redid all the plumbing for this building and forget to build the building on top of it. And to me, that building on top of it is, is a better consumer experience. So consumer transformation, I think, is, is the next step. It's part of it. There's a lot of overlap. There are things that, that will involve digitizing an existing process. Let's make that more efficient. Let's make it easier. Let's have less error involved. And let's do that, but let's not stop there. Like, let's recognize that there's more to be done. Well, let's talk about some of the core tenets of consumer transformation. So we've already talked about the processes. It's not just digitizing the process. You really have to improve it, make it very consumer oriented. But when I think about tenants, I think about things like transparency is a core tenant anytime I think you're looking at consumer transformation. It may be the type of language that you use. What in your mind, Jared, are some of those core tenants that our listeners should be thinking about when they think about true transformation? So I think number one is the fact that consumers think more and more about their healthcare experience like they do with other types of experiences, with any other type of brand that we engage with on a day-to-day basis. We don't wake up thinking about healthcare in a different way anymore. We think, hey, it was a lot easier to transact with my bank today. It was a lot easier to order something on Amazon. It was a lot ordered, a lot easier to order something from a restaurant. Now I can pick it up curbside. We don't think about it and, and compartmentalize as consumers. We don't compartmentalize those decisions anymore. And that's important to realize. And so I feel like there are four critical business components when it has to do with consumer transformation that, that we need to focus on because they're all overlapping and we can do a better job of connecting the dots here. Uh, the first one is the business side. So what's the actual encounter that's happening? What is the business process? Like how are we structured for the traditional hospital slash payer slash facility-based experience that's been out there for decades, actually for a couple of centuries, that has been come in, see the doctor, the visit is the core component that we transact around. And now we all know that that's not the only way to engage with healthcare. So we have to understand like, what's the business model? And it's, it's not just like one size fits all anymore. It's not just come in and see a doctor. There's a lot more to it. So the business model itself, that's number one. Number two is the experience. It's designing experiences and having the chops to understand uh, some basic human-centered design and design thinking elements that have made their way into a lot of businesses over the last, you know, the last five to 10 years, really the last three to five years. And we just need to scale that. We need more design thinking because that really does put the, the consumer at the center of the change management process. And it's actually amazing. It doesn't act, when it's done right, it doesn't add more work. It actually reduces the work that no one wanted to do anyway. So the experience design is important. That's the second one. The third one is the digital side. We're just talking about digital transformation, right? So, hey, great. Let's say you pulled in, we examined the business model. We examined the experience that we want to design. Now you have to build the experience. Now you have to know what tools you need to make that possible. And more and more that a deep digital knowledge is critical. You have to now build that experience. And then the fourth one's marketing in my mind, because marketers in most organizations usually have the most consumer insights. They usually know 
more about how a consumer behaves and how to influence that behavior than, than almost anyone else. So business experience, digital and marketing are really the, the four critical business components in my mind. And, and the more we connect those, the more we start actually asking different questions. I think the most important thing in healthcare is bringing consumer insights into healthcare. And that's not to be confused with a sick consumer or a patient. It's just general consumer insights, like the technology that they're using, that they've gained empowerment because there's transparency. Think about the transparency in airfare that happened years ago and how empowered consumers are now. So I think it's really important to step out of that healthcare lane and healthcare thinking and really understand what is it that consumers are doing in other industries and in other aspects of their, their lives? Because to your point, there's this blending now, whereas, well, if I can have transparency here, why can't I have it here? If I can do this on my phone here, why can't I do it over here? It isn't compartmentalized. They are no longer giving healthcare a buy, saying, oh, well, you're healthcare, you're more difficult. I shouldn't be able to use my phone. They're saying, what? What's the facts? I don't have a fax. What's the fax? What, what do you mean? Can I just show you my ID card on my phone? So I, I think that that's really in, important. Now, when you think about this, Jared, you named four tenants. I think they were really good. Is it just the playbook or is there something more that's needed beyond those four tenants? So if I, if I follow each of those, can I still have a miss here? Absolutely. <laughs> great, great lead up to this playbook when nobody's bought into it doesn't matter much. You know, you're thinking in football or basketball or baseball, you know, any hockey, like at any sport, if you've got the playbook, great. You can put all the time and effort into that and drawing up all the plays. And yet if you don't have buy-in, especially from the top, if people don't understand what the playbook's for, or they're challenging it so much and they, they just haven't tried it out enough. Yeah. It's not going to, it's only going to take you so far. It's not going to get you to the place where you want to go. And so that really does lead to a cultural transformation that has to happen. Now, you know, healthcare and cultural transformations have had a mixed track record over the years. I would, I would say. find it interesting if anyone uh, you know, really challenged that. I think it's pretty safe to say that, that we're not all the way where we want to go culturally within healthcare organizations. There's a lot of historical order to things and, and structure where if you questioned it, you know, it just didn't go anywhere there is a culture of transformation that's going to have to happen. And the interesting thing about, I, I think I can, I can tie back to the experience design side of those components we were just talking about. So I've, been, I've had the fortune of being able to be in a few design thinking workshops and the craziest thing happens in these things. And any, anyone who's listening, who's been able to be part of, of any type of design thinking workshop or human-centered design workshop or event of any kind, may well have experienced the same thing, but in, in the ones I've been in, we've had a lot of leaders in the room who some, some were more bought into the process than others, shall we say, but by the end, what happened was a bit of a magical experience where everyone left understanding the value of, of how they just changed their thinking. They realized that you brought a whole bunch of perspectives into the room that don't typically sit at the table at the same time, and they all were focused on the problem that they're trying to solve. It could be trying to make things easier for, for patients. It could be making, trying, to, trying to improve the business model so that we can be more efficient. Whatever the, the actual problem is you're trying to solve in those workshops, 
it's really interesting. I've just been able to see some of that, that magic that happens. And I just feel like that's been kind of like a, a revelatory moment for some of the leaders in the room to know that cultural transformation doesn't sound easy and it is not. So how do we get started? Can we make some progress even while we don't know exactly what that ultimate destination is? Absolutely. It's recognizing the fact that there are some things that don't align with a consumer's needs in the way the healthcare is delivered right now. So where can we start? It starts with a mindset, but that you have to have some buy-in to, to recognize that it's okay to start thinking differently, bringing some new ideas to the table. And then that's when that magic happens. Are you ready for the future of health? You can be by partnering with Innovacer. Imagine if your healthcare IT systems work together with every bite of patient data at your fingertips on any device throughout the patient journey. Now stop imagining because it's possible today with the Innovacer Health Cloud's data activation platform, the number one healthcare data platform according to CLASS. Finally, you can establish a foundation to unleash your team's innovation, improve the ROI of existing IT investments, and set your organization on a course to achieve what everyone in healthcare really wants, digitally accessible, real-time, patient-centered, equitable care for all. Accelerate your transformation with the number one healthcare data platform from Innovacer. For more information, please visit Innovacer.com. That's I-N-N-O-V-A-C-C-E-R.com. Innovacer.com. And I agree that at the top, it really needs to start there because oftentimes it's, oh, we have a team over here that's going to go off and they're going to do this as if it is just a one-time project or it's something on the side, as opposed to a leader that starts to understand some of this, they include it in their day-to-day thinking, they integrate it in their questions that they're asking of their team. So it really becomes part of that business culture. And it's not just something that's on the side. You may have a team that's driving specific initiatives, but if you're really going to make that consumer transformation, your leaders have to be talking the talk every day, all day long. What do you think? 100%. Yeah, it's got to start there. You have to have even if it's not everyone, even if they're not 100% on board, if they're willing to be in that room, you know, philosophically speaking, and, and be willing to give it a try, that's the only way you're going to make some progress. And that is a very long-term thing. They've got to have some milestones along the way on that journey, but it is a very, very long-term initiative that has to happen. For sure. Now, you spend a lot of time talking about consumer transformation, digital transformation with individuals and with organizations. Can you share with us who you think is doing it well. Do you have some examples where it's really happening? There's one of my favorite parts to, to study about what's happening right now, right in front of our eyes. And thank you for asking. There are a couple that came immediately to mind when you asked that. And, and one of them right off the top, because you mentioned transparency a couple of times, right? There are some examples out there that, that are just killing it there. One of them is the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company. I don't know if everyone knows about this. Uh, they launched earlier in 2022. I mean, it's right. You have a billionaire entering the space, right? And it's kind of like, well, what can he do? Well, he has a website with hundreds of prescription drugs, generic drugs, and he lists the full price. He says, this is the cost it, it costs us to buy this from the manufacturer. This is the margin we're adding. And this is your cost, period. You want it shipped to you? Here you go. And that's the entire process. You can look at the list. You can see any of the drugs on there. You can compare it to anywhere else. And it's just 
something that like, it's, I think we're going to see this a lot over the next few years of like, of course, why haven't we had this before? The funny thing is, you know, Amazon pharmacy does uh, a similar thing. They don't, they don't add that, that margin of here's the markup we're adding. The amount of transparency is so stark at first. It's like, wait, how can he be sharing this? And then it's like, oh, well, of course, why hasn't everyone else been doing this? I expect this to happen more. You will have people uh, shopping there. I've, I've seen and I've read uh, people going on and they'll find some, some extreme cases. There's some chemotherapy drugs on there that are like thousands of dollars a month normally. And he's selling them for like a couple hundred, but that gap, like the consumer awareness that it's bringing to drug prices uh, is I think like the long-term effect that we'll see there. So I just think that like somebody able to be able to come in and, and, add such radical transparency is, is, uh, is quite transforming. Another one, it's really just a whole movement of direct primary care. Actually, I can, I can refer to ChenMed actually, who, who's one in kind of in this direct primary care space. Uh, direct primary care refers to the movement of any version of primary care that is being offered on a subscription basis. So for a set price per month, you and or your family, whoever are, you know, your dependents, whoever's covered on the plan can come and, and, and see the provider as often as they need for that one set price. You don't get charged a per visit, depending on their different levels of them. Some don't direct interact with insurance at all. Like they don't take insurance. And so it is simply a monthly benefit. You can text them, call them, email them. Like the other side of that is that their patient panel is smaller. So they are aligned and incentivized to spend more time with each patient. So the, like the purest form of direct primary care, they might see a total of eight patients a day. Like they have an hour scheduled with each one. That's still feeling pretty radical these days when it's, a, again, another one of those examples of like, why haven't we always done this? And there are a lot of reasons, you know, that we don't have time to go into all the business systems of, of how a primary care physician in the traditional setting sets up their schedule. But the point being like that, it sounds so refreshing and so radical still that, that a doctor has an hour scheduled to talk with you and actually understand your medical history instead of 15 minutes or 10 minutes and they're running, you know, 30 minutes behind or whatever, an hour behind where they're just squeezed for time. And then I refer to ChenMed who they, they follow a direct primary care type model, a subscription model for underserved seniors. And they're a full risk organization. So they take on full risk for these patients and they encourage more visits. I want to say it's at least once a month where they are in contact with their patients and they understand most of their patients are medically complex. They have five or more conditions, chronic conditions that they're dealing with. And so they, they can use a little bit more or a lot more care in different ways. These are just things that are kind of opening. They've opened my eyes and hopefully they open up other people's eyes to see what's possible and understand what choices are out there now. Yeah. Uh, Chen's obviously are very good at value-based care and particularly seniors with multiple chronic conditions. They've been doing it a really, really long time and they do a really, really good job. Now, what's interesting is you shared two examples, one from, I'd say, with inside the industry because the Chen's have been doing it for a really, really long time. And then an upstart in Mark Cuban, somebody from outside the industry. Are you seeing some of this transformation? What are the influences? Are you seeing it mostly coming from external influences? Or are you seeing some of the players inside the industry really trying to make a difference? I've been trying to answer this question for, to, for myself for a few years now, Beth, and I don't know that I've landed on a full answer yet. I do see more 
external influences simply because I feel like that's the only way that some things are going to change. And so maybe that's why I end up focusing on some of them. I can look at a, at someone like an Amazon or CVS health that is committed, you know, several hundred of their stores that won't be drugstores anymore. They'll just be provider settings. They'll just be care settings. And it sounds good. Like some of those definitely have more influence and get more attention and more traction, at least in the news cycle than others. And so I think it does remain to be seen. Probably most days, I feel like that's the only way that things are going to change is that business is going to be taken away from certain players and they're going to be forced to innovate. And by the point that they get to where they are, where they needed to be to compete now, it's going to take several years. And by then they're going to need to be at a different point. So I do think part of transformation is being more aware than ever of what's happening and not just ignoring the external influences. I think that's an important key here is for leaders to not just say, oh, Mark Cuban, like he is not in healthcare. How could he impact anything? I do hear people, like I said, I, you know, I hear and read and see people asking, wait, I just went on his website and I found this prescription. It's cost this. And even says like, this is how much it costs me to buy directly from the manufacturer. Why is it costing this much more from my health plan, from whatever benefits I've got? That's where I'm going with it. I still don't know. I see external influences at the very least increasing and causing a change in our dialogue. Anything else that you would like to share with our listeners around consumer transformation and how they should be thinking about it? We can adopt an attitude of championing the transformation that we need to happen. That's where I want to go with it. I don't want to be sitting here saying, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. I want to say like, here are the organizations that are disrupting things. Here are the ones that are making a change. What can we learn from them? Like, let's rally around that. Let's champion that. Like, let's not ignore it. Let's not pretend like it's not working. Let's see what's ultimately going to benefit consumers and their health. And let's find the way to align that with our business systems. Let's find the way to make that profitable. Let's find the way to find that overlap. And if we do that, if we champion that, like everyone wins, businesses win, the major players win, but ultimately consumers win. And that's where I want to see things go. That's where I, you know, where, where I spend my time trying to understand what's happening and what can happen. The more we do that, the more we're going to be in a better place. It's rare, in my opinion, that companies who do the right thing don't actually do well. If you do the right thing, you'll do well because your customers will come back again and again and again, and they will see your, your honesty. It's the companies that stick their head in the sand or the companies that aren't transparent or the companies that are short-sighted around their consumer experience that lose not just in the long run, but in the short run because the traction time for new emerging competitors is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And that's why I think most companies really are looking to stay competitive. So they are picking their head up. They are trying to do the right thing. But that will be really important, I think, for the long term. Now, Jared, we'd like to ask our guests to share either a book that has inspired them or maybe something that they're currently reading. What would you like to share with our listeners? One book that always, always with me whenever I'm asked this is Killing Marketing, it's by Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose, who were the founders of Content Marketing Institute. And they became well-known for helping organizations understand how to actually implement a content marketing strategy well. But this book, Killing Marketing, really uh, 
spun me in a different direction because it, it caused me to look at like, what's the purpose of marketing in an organization and, and how can you do it better by actually putting, they kind of followed a consumer transformation model within marketing, which is like, we keep saying that we're putting the needs of consumers ahead, like at the beginning of the process, but are we really? And so it just led me to a different thought process. So it's called killing marketing. It's a few years old out there. And then the most recent one that, that I've really enjoyed was uh, reframing healthcare by Dr. Zev Newworth. And that talks about from a clinical side, how clinicians can embrace a marketing first philosophy and really focus on consumers' needs within their patient journey uh, from a clinical standpoint, how we can reframe an experience. And so uh, both of those have just been really revelatory for me. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing your thoughts and your perspective around consumer transformation and what it is we need to do as leaders to really drive it in our organizations. Appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, Beth. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again.